0: Happy Wednesday. You are listening to my weekly podcast, This Is Life Unfiltered, where I interview different entrepreneurs, celebrities, and truthfully, people who I come across who inspire me. Before I get into this episode, make sure you guys are following This Is Life Unfiltered on social media at at TILU podcast, as well as my personal social media, which is at Alexa underscore Curtis. This week, I was actually going to post one of the other episodes I've had in the vault, which is what cool people like me, just kidding, podcasters have, uh, so that we never run out of content and episodes if anything comes up. And then I had a new idea to post an episode about living in Los Angeles because I'm constantly asked, do you like LA? Like, What are your thoughts on LA? And I always have a different answer. And then because my life is so crazy sometimes, yesterday something actually really cool happened and it got me thinking about another topic, which is something that I've always struggled with as an entrepreneur and a person in general. But truly when I got deeper into my entrepreneurship career, I feel like I started struggling with this syndrome, which I know so many people now have called the fraudulent syndrome. I've put this name and term on it, but there's a bunch of other terms Terms out there that go about this. But let me kind of explain what I mean. So obviously, I have been building my platform, I have been building my site and my blog and everything up until I got my Radio Disney show, which is so cool. And that was kind of like that one major yes for me that I had waited on for so long. And since then, I've had other opportunities come up, I've had a lot of rejection, I've had a book offer, I've had multiple different things come up. And every time something really big happens or I get so close to something really big, I start playing this game almost with my mind where I feel like I'm not good enough or I am not worthy enough for this opportunity. For those listening who are like, that's kind of wonky, like I've never had that before, but I'm not an entrepreneur, or maybe you are an entrepreneur and you haven't had that, it's a really sh- crappy thing to have. So you definitely don't want to have it. But I talk to so many people all of the time, entrepreneurs alike and not entrepreneurs and it's actually a really consistent pattern that the more success that you create for yourself, and this is the kind of success where it's not just handed to you, where you work years and years and years building something like I have with no intention necessarily for to work out, and then you get really close to certain things and all of a sudden you get back into that state you were at the beginning where you felt like you weren't good enough or like you kept getting... Rejected. I think this is a really important topic to touch on because at the gym this morning, after this situation happened yesterday, which I'm not going to go into because I definitely would not be allowed to, but I walked into something expecting one thing and I walked out uh, completely speechless and I felt like I had been waiting and have been waiting for so long to have been told something like I was told yesterday. And after the meeting, I was just kind of in shock. And I walked out and I sat in my car and for maybe an hour and a half, I was like, Still speechless, and even today I woke up still speechless, and it felt kind of surreal, and it still feels surreal, and just exciting, and like those dreams are actually coming through, like and and working. Is this actually working? And then this morning I was at the gym with my trainer Kit. I train with. Uh, her Instagram's at fitbykit, but her name is Kit Rich, and she has completely changed my life. When I can afford to see Kit, I will train with her. So I train with her. I try and do it at least two times a month. And mentally, she's made me stronger. Physically, my body feels stronger. And she's just a force of nature. And I adore her. And this morning, I had a 7 a.m. workout. It's like a private gym in Beverly Hills. And I was training with her. And then at the end of the training session, we were talking a little bit. And she was stretching me out. And she was like yeah, you know, this was a good workout for you. We did this kind of Pilates circuit, whatever, like kind of different from what we usually do, which is more strength, weight training. And she said, but I don't know if there's something going on in your personal life or what's going on, but she was like, there was a little bit of like a mental block for you. And she was like, I could, I could sense it. Like, I'm not going to ask if there's anything going wrong because that's your business to tell me. But she was like, I just felt it. in your working out that you were thinking so much about something and it was kind of preventing you from pushing forward. And I said, uh, you know, I, and she was like, I don't know if it has to do with your family or your personal life or whatever. And I said, actually, that's kind of freaky. You said that because it was like something actually happened yesterday that really threw me for an exciting loop that I wasn't anticipating. And I said, I think that almost 24 hours later, I'm now kind of sketching myself out. I'm starting to think like, this isn't going to happen. I'm so close. Like so many times I've been rejected. All this kind of stuff happens and I'm constantly rejected. And, and then like, I'm not real or like, this is all fake. And this is all kind of in my head. And like, what am I actually doing? And why do these people, like, why do they want to bring attention to this? And she said, and I was kind of having tears come to my eyes because I have struggled with this for so long. And this is something that I've really only spoken about kind of to my therapist. And she said, it's kind of funny that you say that because she said, every single, she trains Jennifer Lawrence, she trains like huge people, big entrepreneurs. And she said, you know, Alexa, every celebrity or major, major successful entrepreneur that I've ever trained said the same thing to me. She says, Every single one of you guys has gotten so close to success, has gotten all of the success that you've waited for in your career, that you've worked so hard. And instantly, once that success has come, you've immediately felt like you were unworthy of it. She said, I don't know why this is like that. I don't know why our brains work like that. But she was like, she's actually done research into it. And she said that it's actually a common theme among success, but more importantly, among people in general. And then I've been thinking about it now going deeper into my relationships and friendships and girlfriends that I have of mine, and I've actually realized the same thing. How many of you guys have girlfriends that have been dating a really awesome guy or a really awesome girl or vice versa, guy dating a girl, whatever, and they were in this awesome relationship, and then they got out of a relationship, and then two months later started dating the worst human being ever, somebody who just treated them so poorly and was so mean and was awful to her friends. And I was like, oh my gosh, actually, I have so many people I know like that and so many friends of mine who I know tackle people that they are think their they're head, like, head over heels in love with when in reality, these people are not good for them. And that's a little bit of a different topic, but it kind of goes along the same theme of many of us are not always in the position to think that we're worthy of true happiness, that we're worthy of true success. Perhaps this is due to childhood trauma. Perhaps this is due to just the way that human beings' brains works. But it is a very common thread. And I don't think that there is a way to avoid that sensation. Sometimes I think mine is a little bit more severe in terms of like the feeling fraudulent, even when that I know that I'm not. Or like sometimes I feel like I'm watching these things happen to somebody else. Like, you know, if I have something happen or, you know, there's something that pops up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy, like so crazy that it happened to that other Girl, and I'm like, wait, no, but like that—that person is me. Like this is happening to me, and then it kind of just freaks me out, and I just get back in my head, and I just get back to working again. And I've always really struggled with kind of letting things sink in. But on that note, in my opinion, the people who do change the world—that one percent of people—not saying that I'm in any way, shape, or form the next Bill Gates, but I think that to. Reach and attain that level of success. If you had a TV show that wanted to be made off your life, or if you had a book deal and they wanted to give you a million dollars and you just sat down and you were like, yep, cool. Like, I'm here for it. Give me the paperwork. I'm done. I'm going to sell this company and I'm out. Those are the people who are always on to the next thing. But when you're building something, Sometimes bigger than what you even expect it to be, you're always going to be wondering what's coming next, and you're never going to settle. So in reality, you should never settle. You shouldn't necessarily not soak things up, but I think that that drive and that constant ability to strive for more is what truly does change the world, and is what does you know keeps people intrigued. Last week I was having, I don't know, just one of those days, like those not up super high, like I I didn't feel 100%. I felt kind of like unworthy. I was like, you know, this is just, sometimes I feel like sometimes things aren't working out or... Uh, like I'm not doing good enough or I'm failing myself. And I was having one of those days. And so I got in the car and I don't frequently listen to other podcasts and my, like, I love music. So I'm always listening to music. And I was just in one of those days where I was like, you know what? I need to listen to an episode of NPR, Guy Raz, How I Built This. I was like, I need to hear from another entrepreneur that's in the same position that I am. So I put on Logic, who's actually one of my favorite rappers. I put on his episode with Chris Zaru which is a 29-year-old manager who initially scouted Logic. He's, uh, I think, from New York City. Really cool guy. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, I've actually never heard an episode with a rapper. Like, none of us ne- necessarily ever really know kind of the, the specific ways that a rapper got to where they are. We kind of just see them pop up. And so I listened to this episode, and an hour later, I took a break because I had to go into see a screening of this TV show. And an hour later, I'm back in the car and and I started to really feel that drive come back to me. And he said at the beginning of his career, maybe like four years into it, Logic is also, I'm pretty sure like over the age of 30 at this point. So he is not like a 21 year old person. You know, He's really made it after a long period of time. And he said at the beginning of the career and his career, him and his manager were kind of presented with this $1.5 million deal. And obviously this kid's come from, Logic has come from a tremendously difficult background. His mom, his dad was on drugs, like inner city Maryland, I think. And they were presented with this business opportunity and they both said no. And to the public eye, obviously that sounds ridiculous. You've got one kid who's from nothing, who could be set for the rest of his life if he wanted to live a comfortable life split between them each. They'd each get, I don't know, $500,000 or something. And they said no. And that made a lot of sense to me because I get it from an outside perspective. That's nuts. Like people wait their whole life to even get close to a million dollars. Not even, it's not even in 99% of people's eyesight. And here you are, this kid who easily could have taken it, but he wanted more. He wasn't going to settle because his gut didn't tell him that it was right. And that's when I realized that the success that you get, you can't necessarily define as like the top of success or success in general. And to clarify that more, I mean, the more success you get, the more passionate you are about the things that you want to achieve. Like when I'm offered a certain amount of money, or when I'm offered an opportunity. And I'm never like, oh, great, that's $10,000. I'm always thinking, like, okay, like $10,000, I'm not even really thinking about it. Like, sure, yeah, I could do with the money. Of course, everyone wants $10,000. But How is that going to lead me to a bigger thing? And what is this opportunity going to make me feel like? And I think that as an entrepreneur and to become a successful entrepreneur, you have to realize that you have a purpose bigger than what you're trying to build. Logic's music is out there because... He wants to make music that genuinely help people. His manager scouted him because his manager wants to be the person that stands behind these people that help people. For me and the platform that I have, all of the work that I do, I genuinely live and breathe inspiring people. Like any time that I have the opportunity to talk to somebody or inspire somebody else. Like you can feel it in your bones. And like that's the kind of idea and the kind of success that you want to find. And we all have different levels of success. Five years ago, my idea of success was knowing that I was going to be able to pay my rent, that I was getting $1,000. And now there's many times where I have turned down money or I've turned down things because I'm like, it's just not a fit for me. I'm not interested. And also I see the bigger picture. I don't need to let what number is in my bank account or what somebody else thinks of me define me. And that's what my trainer said this morning. And I said... You know, Kit, I'm really nervous. And I said, I'm nervous because this is the kind of opportunity I've waited my entire life for. Like, this, this would be on the path now to that, to that end goal of like kind of being that Ellen. And I said, but I'm scared I'm going to screw it up. I said, I'm really scared that I am going to do or say something or in some crazy, Back of my mind, like severe fear that somehow I'm going to screw it up and therefore I'm going to prove to myself that I'm unworthy. And she said, number one, even if you think about it, how would you really screw it up? What's the worst that could happen? Like, really, there is nothing terrible that could necessarily happen. And on the other side of things, do you need somebody else to define your worth? She said, even if you did do something or anything happened, or they said no to the idea eventually, she was like, then you would just go on to the next person. And she said to me, isn't that what you tell everyone else? Like, You have to be so willing to continue to push and break down doors and prove people wrong up until when you can stop people proving people wrong. But every successful person that any of us compare ourselves to, yes, we all compare ourselves to other people because yes, we're all human, have done the same thing. And at those starter points of your career at the initial phases of the startup, even me, like over 10 years down the road here, I feel like now I'm even proving myself more to people, but I'm not letting them define my worth because I am the only person that defines my worth. I would never let a guy define my worth. I would never let my family define my worth. I care what people's opinions are of me as we all should, because at the end of the day, your rep. How you represent yourself and how you, uh, you know, are to the public is how people will define whether or not to take you seriously. But besides that, you should never let anyone else define your worth. And so when it comes to constantly pitching yourself and getting, uh, okay and accepted to rejection and all those kind of things, you should just always have it in the back of your mind that if it's not this, it is something else. The amount of times over the past three years, I've had that conversation with my therapist and every time she's right. And it's honestly quite freaky because the amount of times that I've gotten so close to something, so close to a yes, and it's like, oh, not the right fit or, oh, we chose somebody else or X, Y, Z. And every time something else comes around the corner and it's the moments that you're not expecting, those are the moments that will stay in your brain up until you hit that level of success. And I think that the part that... I'm at in the phase that I'm at right now in my career. I'm trying to hold on to because, not hold on it in a way that's like I don't want to progress. Obviously, I want to progress, but there's parts of this that I'm like these days where I have so much doubt and stress and anxiety about myself for how I'm inspiring people or like what am I really doing to change the world? Like where I play this game back and forth. These are the kind of moments that I know that I will be able to talk about on a much bigger stage on wherever the world brings me and five years from now. And I would never, as much as sometimes I'm like, I'm fed up with this, and fed up with the rejection. I would never want to jump over this period of time right now because these are the moments and these are the times where I have so many surprises where you never know what to expect. And that unexpected, unexpected, Not expectation, if that makes sense. That's what keeps you hungry. Once you find that, you have the idea. You have the concept. Because like I mentioned earlier, that inner drive that literally, and I know it sounds crazy, but like that inner drive that's in your bones that just you cannot stop. You cannot stop pushing forward. That's when you know you're onto something. And That's a kind of feeling that I can't even describe, but I want every single one of you to find in your life. And you don't need to be an entrepreneur to have that feeling. It might be a little bit stronger if it's your company because you're probably like extra, extra passionate about it, but you don't need to be an entrepreneur to be the kind of person that feels so incredibly passionate about something that you live and you breathe it. So if any of you guys are struggling with that same feeling or sensation that you feel sometimes fraudulent when you get close to success, or sometimes you quite often feel like you aren't good enough if something good comes your way, even if it's a job or a boy or a girl or a new dog, like whatever, we don't have to be talking about TV shows and book deals here. We can literally be talking about much more simple things than that, remind yourself that Nobody defines your worth besides you. And that if it's not this, there's something else. And let me be the definition of that because I have written so much stuff and I've posted so much stuff over the years that has so specifically chronicled the rejection and the ups and downs that I've faced. And every time there's been something around the corner, sometimes that corner is 12 months later. Sometimes it's 12 days later. And I never really know, but all I can tell you guys is that if it's meant to be, it will be. And if it's not meant to be, you should be even hungrier to define and seek out the kind of success that you want to define you because eventually what we've achieved does kind of define us. At this point, I'm 21 and everything that I've done is is what defines me, right? Like nobody necessarily looks at me and is like, Oh, she's just a teenager. Obviously, I'm a 21 year old, and I've built something that is not the easiest thing to build, and it's taken me a long period of time, and I've made a lot of risks. And that's what I really want you guys all to know is that if you're not taking risks, if you are literally not so uncomfortable with certain things, or sometimes so frankly uncomfortable sitting in meetings, even like I was yesterday, I was shaking. I was like, I don't know what I'm about to be told. I have no clue what's going on. Um, and then the world works in just the craziest ways where sometimes it just spins you in a completely different direction, and you have to be willing to take it in your stride. And you also have to be willing to... Allow yourself to be excited. But I always like to say that, especially in the entertainment industry, there is so much risk involved. Quite often you're putting yourself on the line for you never know if you're going to get something back in response. And because of that, you're always kind of going to be a little bit uncertain. But that uncertainty is is, is truly what makes people change the world. And that they're likely to be exposed as a fraud. So for those of you who are working nine to five jobs or doing something a little bit more traditional than what I've done, you might have this if you've ever been offered a bigger job opportunity or your boss wants to meet with you about a raise. And instantly you're like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Like, I can't believe it. And then the other part of the puzzle goes on to be, is this person saying this because they feel bad for me? Like maybe they couldn't find anyone else. Uh, Maybe they're only saying it to me because I'm... I don't know, Asian, and I know they wanted to like get away from hiring Caucasian people, and all of those kind of thoughts, as normal as they are, we have to find a way to stop ourselves from feeling like this. Because as a young working professional, these kind of thoughts truly don't help you in any way in the future. And you do know what's going on. Sometimes you might feel like the outcast. I've had many, many times, even when I'm alone in a room, where I still feel like I just don't fit in. And I think the best way that you can start to mend this process and to get better at dealing with it is to talk about it. And that's why I'm talking about it today is because after my after my trainer said that, I really felt like this is something that I wish more people talked about. I mean, no one started off being incredibly successful and always knowing the right thing to do. Like all of your mentors and heroes and Everyone who I know and you know, everyone was an amateur at some point. And even them, they find them now they find themselves probably feeling the same thing. So sit down, realize that you're certainly your worst critic. Get a notebook down, write down your achievements. And if you do not have any achievements to write down, you guys, I know you all are amazing people. I don't care whether you are million dollar entrepreneurs or whether you literally like Clean tables. I do not care. I think every single one of you on every single level is equally amazing. But you need to give yourself some credit. Like write down in a notebook, you woke up this morning. There are people who do not even wake up and cannot even get out of bed. Many times, myself included, I've struggled with that in the past. So that's an accomplishment. You got out of bed. Did you eat breakfast or have coffee? Yes. And me saying this out loud, I'm even realizing now, Wow. Like there are many times where I completely only give myself the credit for the huge things that happen. That's maybe once a year. I don't give myself enough credit for the accomplishments that I have on the day to day. I mean, if I get a message from somebody, from some of you guys who email or DM me, who say, I helped you with any anxiety or depression or mental health issues, those always really stick with me. Like those I really find an accomplishment. But the other things I always overshadow it with, The rejection that I faced, or I just kind of prepare myself for that. And you have to get over that. I mean, did you guys know that SpaceX was on the verge of bankruptcy before its first successful launch? They actually attempted three launches and all of them failed, leaving investors and people who had invested in Elon Musk so confused about why they had even invested and literally contemplating what the next step was. And then on the fourth time, he did it. And you know what? If on the fourth time, SpaceX had, I hate the word failure because nobody's a failure. It's just trial and error. If on the fourth time, Elon Musk had not gotten that spaceship up into the earth, what do you guys think he would do? Do you think he would give up? Do you think he would go to Walmart, buy a bag of Doritos and sit on the couch? Or do you think he would get his butt back to his office and sit down for however long it took to figure out the right mechanics to make that plane go up in the air. I don't think I need to answer that question. And that's the kind of person that you want to be and that I want to be. And he never let anyone define his worth. And he still didn't. Did he ask for permission, sometimes forgiveness? Does he need other people to help him? Sure but did he ever define his worth by his failures? Oh my gosh, no. Spend your time realizing that you've got one life to live on this earth. You have got an impact you need to make and by feeling bad for yourself or pitying yourself, which many of us also do because that's human nature, you're not getting things done. Give yourself a timeline, which is what I've always liked to say on this podcast. Something happens, you're rejected. Give yourself 12 hours, maybe 48 hours, and let yourself soak into those feelings. Like feel sad, feel upset and irritated, maybe a little bit fraudulent, and then get up and realize that you have no time for negative feelings. You are changing the world. You are helping people. If you work in consumer relations, if you work in HR, if you work at the front of a Best Western, you are simply helping people by showing up. And I always really like to say, and something I've also really realized is to get out in the community and truly make a difference, like using your hands, like volunteering at a food shelter or creating crafts for kids at a local YMCA or wherever, it, it really helps. And I think that if you can realize that this purpose on earth is bigger than you and it's bigger than what you're trying to create, and even if you're working a nine to five job or whatever you're trying to accomplish in your life, even if that's simply getting out of bed, that you are not put on this earth to get out of bed. You were put on this earth for something bigger that will come even after you've died. And start thinking about that kind of stuff when you get really caught up in the moment and frustrated because you don't have time to feel fraudulent. You don't have time to feel like an imposter. What you do have time for is to bring your ideas to light and to try and try and try over and over and over and over again until it works. And it will work because a lot of people give up and... If you give up, then don't you want to prove yourself wrong? Don't you want to realize eventually that all those feelings that you had about yourself, that you really actually were your biggest critic and you're the only one that had those feelings about you? So that's what I have to say. I think if any of you are also dealing with this imposter syndrome or feeling sometimes like I have, like the closer you are to your definition of success, the quicker it's going to be taken away from you. And it's not true. And once you can research this topic and listen to this episode, hopefully most of you guys listen to the end of this episode. If you can listen more about this as well as do research and talk about it more. And a lot of people aren't necessarily going to understand or relate to what you're dealing with. Like not most people I know don't, don't have this, but I also know a lot of people who, who do have it and they're kind of the game changers. So. Feel free to talk about your emotions, and if you don't feel comfortable talking about them with your friends or your family, then reach out for a little bit of help. Get in a comfortable place where you can talk to a therapist or a mentor or somebody about this topic and about how to feel more confident in what you are trying to pursue. And if you don't know what you're trying to pursue, you'll figure it out. Like Just get out and explore more and find yourself and buy bus tickets to random places and meet new people. There's many things and many phases in life that I've learned that you can't rush. And I have tried to rush so much stuff and I am so impatient. And at the end of the day, I never know what's coming next. After yesterday, I would have had no clue that was even going to pop up. And now my life might take a different direction. And, and I don't know. But it's all on that same path that I wanted from the beginning. And that's what matters. So make sure you guys subscribe to This Is Life Unfiltered. I want to hear from you who you want to hear from, as well as what topics you want me to cover. So make sure to write a note on the podcast app. So go to This Is Life Unfiltered, type us in in SoundCloud or the podcast app. Let me know what you want me to talk about. This was a little bit of a unique topic for me to talk about. So if those of you listening didn't necessarily relate to it could be a good thing just for you to know about in the future. You never know when you might feel this. And for those of you who are and have struggled with this like I do, we're all in this together. We're all going to be okay. And you are going to figure it out. Just let time happen. Let things happen as they're meant to be. And don't sweat the small stuff. I love you guys. Have an awesome rest of your week. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.